Hi, I'm Kat, marketer turned brand storyteller. And I'm Candice, educator turned entrepreneur. And you're listening to Not Nice, Clever. We're two introverts who speak on stages around the country and work with top personal brands who also unapologetically require 24 to 48 hours of recovery time on the couch in our favorite sweats, all Netflix and no chill. And to be clear, we're not quiet or nice. Together, we're redefining what it means to be an introvert who means business. It's time to show up and show off. Are you in? In today's mini episode of Not Nice Clever, we're going to be talking about how to avoid comparing yourself to extroverts. For context, Kat and I are preparing to go to a conference, Mm -hmm. and that is a place that can often point out in our minds differences between ourselves as introverts versus some of our friends and colleagues who are extroverts. And the idea of feeling like we're not enough can come up, Mm -hmm. especially when we're watching people who are go, go, go all day from 7 a.m. to 11, 12, even beyond. Mm -hmm. Like Kat and I, that is not our vibe. Although somehow I do get a little bit of that New York energy. When we're there, we we soak it up. When we're there sometimes, Yeah. yeah. But when that's not our vibe, how do we deal with it? This is good. And I know comparisonitis is like, there's a lot of people nodding their heads as they're listening to this, but specifically like when you are in a large crowd or a large scene and you see other people who are naturally so excited and energized to be around people, and maybe they've got a performer background and maybe they just, they know every person in the room because like you said, Candace, they work from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m., which is admirable. It works for them. It just doesn't work for us. I always, and this is like a super elementary comparison, but I always try to remind myself, you wouldn't compare. I'm going to do a candy reference here. Okay. You wouldn't compare Sour Patch Kids with like Hershey's chocolate. Like mm. I am in a specific mood when I want that chocolate. It's usually about that time of the month. Sorry, male clever crew members. Not sorry. And then I'm in a very specific mood. Never not. Never sorry. (laughs) And then I'm in a very specific mood when I want Sour Patch Kids. And there's no hate on chocolate. There's no hate on Sour Patch Kids. There's a time and a place for both. They make me feel a certain way, different ways, not better, not worse. Both are more than enough. And so it's like a really silly thing when you think like, oh, I'm I'm a Sour Patch Kid and they're they're a Hershey's chocolate bar or whatever analogy you want to use. I love it. Right? Yeah. Most people say apples and oranges. I'm just like, nah, not fruit. I want candy. You know? No. As an educator, one thing that we used to talk about is that you never judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree. That's another great one. Especially as an educator, there's like these certain learning outcomes, and you kind of expect in the education world that everyone like hits the same outcomes, the same milestones at the same time. And I was never a fan of that because I knew that people are uniquely gifted and talented in their own unique ways. And that kind of always bothered me as an educator because I knew people were coming into their own when it was right for them, right? You can't force it. Yep. And when I heard that, I remember I was in a seminar with other teachers and someone said that. I was like, oof, that's exactly it. Because every person is coming at this with their own strengths with their own set of experiences, Mm -hmm. with their own even potentially equipment, right? You could think about it like that. And that allowed me to begin to recognize other people's gifts and talents along with my own 
and be okay that they're different. Actually be grateful that they are different. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think the other thing that I've observed, because I do have friends that identify as introverts like you, Candice. I have friends that are very extroverted and I love being around them when I am around them. And I have friends that are like, I'm a little bit of both. I'm an ambivert. And I'm like, that's great. And everybody's going to have their strengths, their strong suits. And maybe extroverts are going to thrive in that that big room. They've got bodies around them. Of course, they're going to feel energized. Of course, they're going to come out of their shell because they literally are being energized by other people. That's literally the definition of being an extrovert. And then people who are more introverted, not to say, you know, that you can't command a room because Candice, we were literally just talking about the speaking engagements that you have coming up, that I have coming up, but know that you have an opportunity as an introvert to shine in one-to-one conversations or in smaller, more intimate groups because you tend to listen or ask questions and lead with empathy more so than other people who are not wired that way. Again, not saying it's good or bad. It's just different. It's a different approach. And recognize that. Like I, one thing my coach always tells me is to, you might love this too, Candice, as as a former educator, is to look for the narrative or look for the evidence that makes you feel the strongest, that gives you the most power, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Don't focus on the shit that makes you feel small. That's not helpful. So where can you shine? That's huge in branding as well. Yes. It's like focusing on what is possible, focusing on where you want to go Mm -hmm. rather than just what seems to be. Right. Or just looking at everybody else. I have a funny – this is like a little bit off topic, but I have a funny um, Dom story. No, take us down the rabbit hole. When I first moved in after we got married – I first moved in and I remember like putting kitchen stuff away in the kitchen. And you have to, for context, Dom already lived in this house, okay? And I was moving in with him. coming in. So I was coming in like with all my own stuff and in the kitchen and whatnot. And I remember telling him, oh, I'm going to make this the junk drawer. And he's like, no, no, no. We don't have a junk drawer in this house. And so I was like, okay, hmm, my brain is like calculating, right? <laughs> yes. And I was like, but I need a drawer. In my mind, I was like, I need a drawer that has like pens and tape and, yes. you know, whatever, stapler, scissors, you know, the basics. Oh, yeah. And so he comes home one day and he opens a drawer and he's like, what's this? I was like, oh, that's our utility drawer. Oh, my God, Candace. I was literally <laughs> about to say that's what we called it in our house growing up. Really? I was about to say, oh, yeah, you in our house, it was so called utility. Hilarious. Yeah, because – yeah. It's branded slightly better, right? Right. And he was like, what would I expect from a brand coach? <laughs> it is now the utility drawer. Mm, got it. He saw me. He gets it. And so that's what it is. But it's focusing on the positive, yeah. right? Focusing on how that's going to help. And it is a difference to think about it as a junk drawer versus a utility drawer, right? Right. It's slight, but it makes a difference to a copywriter. We know words matter. I know. There you Candace go. can see my face. You guys, if you're watching this on video, you can see my face. But I'm just like, I'm like, language, words, they are like magic, you know? And mm-hmm. and so, yeah, just a little – because I think of – if anybody listening has ever played sports growing up or watches sports, there's the term more so specifically in baseball, not necessarily other sports, but the term like a utility player. Utility player, you can put them at first base, you can put them at third base, you can put them in the outfield, you can even put them at catcher. Like a Swiss army knife. Okay. Maybe that's like a, another. We're just throwing <laughs> all of the analogies to, there you to go. help we make an impact on you in this episode. But yeah, it's just the utility drawer. It's got a little bit of everything. It's your Swiss army you knife go. drawer. Maybe, hey, somebody can rename it that if they're trying to struggle to convince their spouse to have them have a junk drawer in disguise. We'll leave you with a bit of a challenge. 
so you can equip yourself a little better the next time you are going into a space that might bring about some comparisonitis. Mm -hmm. I want you to write down three of your strengths Mm. that you know that you have so you can lean into focusing on the good, focusing on your strengths rather than seeing a deficit. I love it. Thanks for joining us on Not Nice, Clever. Remember to follow our podcast wherever you listen to audio. And if you found today's episode valuable, please share it with your friends. No gatekeeping here. Remember, we love to see our clever crew grow. Signing off, you're not so nice, but oh so clever besties that mean business. See you soon.